This reading is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with your soul and with your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on door frames of your houses and on your gates. Good morning, everyone. Can you all hear me fine? Brilliant. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well done. We survived 2021. Uh, on to 2021 part two, or 2020 part three, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, only things are up. Anyway, <laughs> um, I want to start with a question this morning. Maybe a question that you can chat to your neighbours about, uh, chat with your family about as well. What is the fa- your favourite thing that you have ever taught somebody? Your favourite thing that you've ever taught somebody. Now, I know uh, some of you are little, some of you are big. We have all taught people things, I can promise you that. Obviously, parents, if you've got little ones, you might have to help. But uh, think of something you have taught someone. It could be a a friend, it could be a family member, it could be a child, it could be a relative, whoever it is. Have a little discussion. What can you think of? What is your favourite thing you've ever taught someone? What's the most significant thing you've ever taught someone? Brilliant. Okay, good discussion going on. Has anyone got anything they want to shout out and share that they think they've taught someone that they were pretty proud of or they were really happy with? Anyone got anything? Go on. Ride a bike. Ride a bike. Who taught you how to ride a bike? You taught those two how to ride a bike. Is that, yeah, that would be a very proud moment. Anyone else got anything else? Yes. Being a role model to our children. Yeah, that's something... Brilliant. Teaching, teaching children and your son how to read, I can't think of a much uh, better thing to do that. I'm sure we've got lots of things uh, we, can, we can think of teaching. Not just our children, of course, we do teach our children, uh, but we teach each other things as well, and I'll kind of discuss that a little bit as well. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot uh, in preparation for this morning, and there's some things in life that I'm really proud of uh, that I've taught people. Uh, my son, I've taught him uh, various things so far, uh, but something I was really proud of as I was leaving the house this morning, I could hear him counting uh, and showing off to his uncle that he can count one to 20. Uh, and, and he was also showing off all his letters uh, and the, t- the hours we spent doing puzzles of letters are clearly getting there. Uh, he may just be a child genius. Uh, we will find out. Uh, but, yeah. but I'm also proud of other things. Other times I've taught people. I used to be a student pastor uh, and there I had, uh, had students who uh, I taught you know, and encouraged along the way. And uh, when I went to train for ordination, uh, in my second and third year, some of my students turned up to also uh, train for ordination. It was something that was made me very, very proud, but also aware that I was getting older because uh, they were getting there. Um, there's, of course, things that I'm less proud of that I've taught people. And I could share you an embarrassing story of myself, but I thought I'd do someone else's instead. Uh, there was a friend I, I knew who was a primary school teacher. And uh, once she was, she, she was doing something in the class and she stubbed her toe uh, or, or she spilled a drink or something. Whatever happened, she accidentally let out a naughty word in that moment. 
and, uh, what, and you know, for, in front of this year one class of five to six year olds. And there was a, <gasps> and this one girl in the front went, <gasps> you can't say that, that's mummy's special word. Um, <laughs> so maybe that mum wasn't quite so proud of that moment. Uh, but yeah, we, we all teach people various things. Some things we teach are quite functional. You know, we're, we're currently beginning potty training with Ruben. It doesn't particularly excite me, but uh, he probably should learn at least before he goes to university. Um, there's also, you know, we teach pe people other things. You know, we might be teaching our colleagues and those around us, you know, how, how to get the best out of me, how I work, what, what I like, what I don't like. We teach our friends things. And we we're always teaching one another. Actually, sometimes we're teaching people and we don't even realize we're teaching people. You know, Ruben, again, is, is, is being such a parrot at the moment, saying phrases uh, that clearly we say too much. Because this morning he was like, I'm literally going downstairs. I'm literally going in the kitchen. I'm literally playing with my toy. Yeah, maybe we say that word a bit too liberally. Um, but, yeah, all. but we also teach one another in church when we don't even realize it. A huge part of my testimony was when I came to a church building uh, kind of as a 14, 15-year-old. It was the first time I'd kind of encountered uh, a church like it. And there was a whole congregation, large, a large congregation singing praises to God. And they clearly were a people who believed what they were singing. And that taught me so much. Uh, and it stayed with me my whole life. And it's, it's, it was a start of, for me on my journey uh, towards becoming a Christian myself. That, and they had no idea they were teaching this 14, 15-year-old stood in the corner at the back. But they categorically were teaching me uh, whether they realized it or not. Uh, but of course, that's a positive thing. But there also can be sometimes negative teachings when we teach unintentionally. You know, there are stories, of course, in church of people uh, saying something about God or life that may or may not be true, just at a really unhelpful time. And, and that can have unintended consequences, teaching people the wrong things, leading them astray, and even sometimes causing people to be quite hurt. The point is, we are constantly teaching people. Yes, we're constantly learning, but we are constantly teaching if we're old or if we're young, if we have children or if we don't, the nature of human relationships is that we always teach one another and always learn from one another. And why do I say this this morning? Well, this morning, our reading from Deuteronomy 6 is all about teaching and learning. And it is a, it's teaching and learning the most important prayer in the Jewish faith. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, or Yahweh, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one. And it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now this is a commandment given to the people of Israel, which were the people of God in the Old Testament. And it was then and is now the most important prayer in, in Judaism. It's called the Shema. It's got a word for this prayer. It's called the Shema. Uh, and that's because the first word in Hebrew, Hebrew is Shema, which means to hear. So the full prayer is Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, which is just my chance to prove that I went to Hebrew classes and didn't bunk off them at college. But um, <laughs> now, of course, hero Israel, hear that the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That might not sound like a prayer to us. It might sound more like a statement. But it is a prayer, and it is used like a prayer in the Jewish faith, much like we might use our creeds here in church, or we might read bits of the Bible to encourage one another. 
The Shema is uh, the most important prayer because it says not only is God one, the one who created everything, not only is he the one who is sufficient and, and the source of all goodness, not only is he the only God that is worthy of our praise and affection, but we can say that he is our God. The prayer uses the name Yahweh. Yahweh our God, which means I am who I am, and it's the name that God reveals to Moses when he meets him in the moment with the burning bush. And so this prayer communicates how much God loves his people. But hang on, we aren't Jewish, are we? (laughs) We're Christians. So what can we learn from this? Well, can anyone, especially a child or a teenager, can anyone tell me what religion was Jesus? Jewish. That was a very broken voice for a a child. (laughs) Jesus, Jesus was a Jew. As Christians, we are followers of Jesus Christ, but Christianity has come out of Judaism, and we share a lot of our faith with Judaism. If we wanted more evidence for how important the Shema prayer is, then we just have to look to Jesus. Because one day, someone came up to Jesus and said, what is the most important commandment? And how did he respond? He responded with the Shema. And he was commended. The person said, yes, you're right. He said, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And, he was, and the person went, yes, you've got the answer right, Jesus. Well done, you're a good Jew. Hear, O Israel, the best thing a human being can do, the best thing any of us can do, is to know God, experience the love of God, and then share that love with others. So Jesus has this Shema prayer, and then he shares, he extends it by saying, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's, that's obvious that he would do that, because as we love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, Inevitably, we begin to love the things that he loves, including other people, including our neighbors. So, of course, he calls us to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's a kind of natural response. But I started talking about teaching. So why did I talk about teaching and then go off about this prayer? Well, the verses that follow the Shema are really interesting. They say, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you're along the road when you lie down and when you get up write them on the door frames of your houses and of your gates in other words they're meant to be all around our lives following God and and hearing uh, his commandments and hearing how much he loves us and hearing what he's done for us is to be all around our lives and Jews have taken this to heart massively when it comes to the Shema They teach this prayer and the truths about God within it. And this isn't just parents, by the way. This is the whole community. You know, we we in kind of the UK are are losing this sense of a whole village raising a a child. We're losing the kind of community sense in some ways. But most societies around the world haven't. And the Jewish community as a whole takes it upon themselves to teach their children. If you speak to any uh, Jewish person who's maybe had a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah, and say, do you know the Shema? They'll probably break out, a, out into a song that they've been taught as a child uh, because this is drained into them so much. Does anyone know what their first word was? Does anyone know what their first word they ever said was? Go on, Emily, do you know what your first word was? 
Does your mum know what your first word was? Oh, I put her on the spot there. <laughs> mummy. We'll go with mummy. Of course it was, which is the right answer. Um, <laughs> my first word was shawl. I had a little shawl toy that I used to sleep on every night, and one day my mum decided it was too disgusting and needed a wash, uh, and, I, and, and I was like, shawl, 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 where's it gone? Uh, you know, that, it, it's really, it was clearly the most important thing to me at the moment. Emily's mummy was clearly the most important thing to her at the moment. Well, for Jews growing up, especially in religious households, if you can get your child's first word to be something of the Shema, you have nailed it as a parent. You have absolutely exceeded the goals. So they put all of their efforts into teaching their community's children about God using this prayer. So what does this mean for us? Why, you know, we're Christians. Why as Christians should we take this on board? Well, I believe that we can learn so much from this because in the Shema and the centrality of focus that it has in Jewish belief, we have an example of what devoted teaching one another about God looks like. We can always teach, we always do teach people things. We always teach our children and the children in our community things. But we can be intentional about teaching others about God in particular. Teaching how much he loves us and what that can mean for how we live our lives. Not just in our families, but in our church uh, relationships and in our church family. You know, we've, got, we've been doing this as a church for years, uh, and cent- two centuries nearly. You know, we, this morning, I'm so overjoyed that we have our young people leading and serving us on the, on the sound desk and, and in various other places and doing Lucy and Bert sketches. People who have emerged, children who have emerged into young people who are following Jesus because of how you have taught them. And this year, I want to I encourage us as a community, let's be even more intentional in sharing uh, with one another. We, maybe we're just going to take a moment uh, now to listen to a song, a song version of this Shema prayer. And during that time, I want us to kind of imagine what it would be like to teach others intentionally about God. Think of the person maybe this year that you want to share God with more. It may be someone who is a Christian already, who knows Jesus, who loves them, and they're on the, on the journey already and you just want to encourage them on their next steps. It may be someone who doesn't know God yet, doesn't know the love of God yet in their life. And, and you can teach and encourage them as well. But as we start this new year, let's commit to make a resolution to teach and encourage one another more and more about what God is like. Continue the work that many of you are doing and I'm so grateful for in this church. Let's do it more and more this year as a community. And encourage one another because following God, knowing God is the best thing we could ever do with our lives. And teaching others about this love is the best thing we could ever do and the best thing we could ever teach. Amen? Amen. Should we pray? And then we're going to listen to this song. Lord Jesus, thank you that you love us. Thank you for the way that your message and gospel of hope and love has been taught so faithfully throughout the church. Thank you for all the people who have taught us things that we have learned from about you. Lord Jesus, help us to share this message. Help us to share this teaching with other people. Help us to raise uh, people young and old to follow you and know the hope and the joy that comes with relationship with you. We ask this in your name. Amen.